0: Good morning. Welcome to worship. Let's bring some joy in the house of the Lord this morning. Let's sing together.
1: Shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely in this place And we won't be quiet We shout out your praise We sing to the God who what? We sing to the God who heals We sing to the God who saves to the God who always makes a Just He hung up on that cross and He rose up from that grave. My God still rolling stones away. Hey, yeah, God in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. to the Lord Our God is surely in this place And we won't be quiet We shout out your praise We were the beggars Now we're royalty We were the prisoners Now we're running free We are forgiven, accepted redeemed by his grace let the house of the lord sing praise sing that again we're the beggars we were the beggars now we're royalty we were the prisoners now we're running free we are forgiven accepted redeemed by his There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. I got it surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out in na <laughs>
2: Praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety
3: from there too.
0: pray with me yes God you are the God above all gods the king of all kings it is good to worship you today to be together as a community here in this room with people online joining us in spirit it is so good to worship you God Songs that we've sung, we're in the house of the Lord. Together we praise you. It's so good to hear our voices mingling together in worship to our Creator. God, we give thanks to you. Let's take a moment just to express your gratitude to God, express your praise to Him in your own words. Just take a minute to do that. God, there are so many things to be thankful for. We thank you for each one of them. We lift them up to you this morning, God. In your name we pray. Amen. You guys, can take a seat.
4: Well, good morning, everybody. Hey, that was robust. Well done. My name is Dan Fisher. Uh, thank you for being here with us this morning. Whether it's your first time, you're in the room, you've been here for a long time, or if you're watching online. I don't think any of you here got here at nine o'clock, and so for that we say, way to go. Uh, You came at the right time. Uh, So there are a few announcements that I want to let you know about, and then we'll jump into our conversation for this morning. Uh, You probably noticed as you sat down, uh, or maybe you're realizing right now that you've sat down on a piece of paper like this. Uh, This is a kickoff Sunday for us. Uh, It's the fall. We're getting ready to launch into this new season. You guys, many of you have already jumped in. Students are already back in school. Uh, The summer vacations are over. Uh, At Sunrise, we want to continue to be a community where we open our doors widely and give opportunities for us to come together as a family of people who are trying to figure out life together. And so, on this piece of paper that you've got, there are opportunities to serve. Some of you are really super creative people. You like to invest in doing different things. Things like, if you go out into our lobby, if you've been here before, you've noticed that there are some changes there. Our coffee area looks wonderful. We've got some new lighting, some new decorations out there. I can't do those kinds of things, but some of you can. Uh, So there are many opportunities here if you want. This is a tool for you to use if you want to, if it's helpful for you, uh, to jump in and say, hey, I've got some talents. I'd love to learn more about how I can get involved. Feel free to fill this out while we're talking. Uh, Also, on the way out, uh, as you go out these doors here, right in between, there's a round table there uh, with these pieces of paper on it. On here, you'll find different activities that we've already scheduled for the fall. Things like student ministries kicking off on Wednesday. You're going to want to be there. Tanner is not here this morning, our youth director, to say hi to you because he and Kylie are at the hospital. Uh-oh. We don't know exactly what's happening. We're not asking for a live, like, update either. But um, they are welcoming a baby soon. Youth group will still start even if they are not able to be there. We've got some great volunteers who've jumped in to help with that. So that's coming up. Uh, You're going to notice we've got pub theology and wine theology coming up. We're real people here, okay? I grew up in a Baptist church, and you don't talk about alcohol in church. And if you go to the liquor store, you make sure no one sees you. That was the difference between Baptists and Methodists growing up. Here, we're real people. We get together as groups of women, groups of men, over a beverage that you enjoy. Some people, when they get together in circles like this, they'll have a beer. Some people will have an Arnold Palmer. No judgment on that at all, but we want to create safe spaces where we can have great conversations about who we are, who God is, and how we can live this life well together. So that's coming up, too. On the backside of this, there are missions updates. We partner with folks locally and globally because we believe that God has called us to be more than just sunrise. Sunrise. At no point does Jesus say to his followers, hey, come and be a part of this local church. He says, hey, come and follow me. And so that means every church, every mission that aims to follow Jesus is on the same team. And so we've partnered with some folks who we think partner with us well. We partner well with them in our mission to transform this world with God's grace and love. And so there's information here on this missions update side that can let you know some of the different partners that we partner with. In this corner of the lobby here, as you go out, just immediately go to the right-hand side, you'll see some pictures. There's a QR code there that you can scan with your phone, take you to the website where you can learn even more. Um, Any other announcements I should make, Dan? We're good. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, how many of you, and you can raise your hands or you can not answer or just say something out loud if you want to. How many of you would say that life has been chaotic the last year, year and a half? I saw a couple of hands shoot right up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit, huh? Uh, and the question becomes, what in the world do we do with this, right? I mean, we've seen our Facebook friends, some of the people who we work with, we go to school with, responding to the chaos in ways that seem to only bring more chaos, Right? I'm thankful that I never do that. That was a joke. (laughs) But in a chaotic world, it's easy to succumb to the chaos and to just feed the chaos. For instance, those of you who have tried to coach a kids' sports team before. Any of you here? I played soccer growing up. How many of you have played soccer? Yes, okay, so you guys know this. Uh, When you are in high school or you're in college playing soccer, it's not supposed to be chaotic, right? You're not supposed to have everybody around the ball like a hive of bees fighting to get to the middle of the hive to this ball. There's supposed to be some order to it. As a coach, it can be really easy when you just feel tired to let the kids just do whatever they want and to let things be chaotic because you've had a long day. And when you're out at the soccer field and you're trying to convince these folks To actually bring some order to chaos, it can be really hard. Look, we live lives of chaos. And this morning, I want to talk about two things briefly that I think will help us live in the way that God has called us to live so that we can be a people who create a church, help create a space, a community of people that is called Tov. Now, for those of you who have just jumped in, you weren't here last week, sometimes it's just easier to use old words that have been dusty for a long time, to sweep off the dust that's there and to figure out what it is that it means. The word tov means something that is beautiful, that is good, that when people look at it, they say, that's a masterpiece. I want to be part of that. And this is a word that is used over and over and over again throughout Scripture to help us see how God sees us and wants us to live. And so, Father, we come to you this morning as people who are living lives of, uh, that are surrounded by chaos. Uh, There are things outside of us that we see going on, whether it's in Afghanistan or in our own country, whether it has to do with insurance, taxes, masks, whatever it is. And God, we want to, in our healthy moments, uh, be a group of people, a community who in the forefront, with all the chaos in the background, are a community that looks attractive, not just to the people around us who are looking for a solid, safe place to be, but also to you. And so, God, I pray that you would use this time together to help us see that and to pursue it together. In Christ's name, amen. So last week, we talked about how God is Tov, meaning God first is this thing, this being being the source of all that is good, that is perfect, that is beautiful, the things that are attractive. This week, I want to talk about this conversation. God's design is also tov. It's perfect. There is nothing that God does that when he steps back and looks at it, says, I could have done better. <laughs> and So I want to very briefly look at a few verses with us the surface two things. You can follow along if you'd like, or I've got the verses here up on the screen. In Genesis chapter 1, we have the origin story. This is the story that the uh, leader of the Jews, the Israelites, Moses, wrote for his people as they are wandering through the desert. No one was there as the world was created. And so we have to understand that what is happening in this origin story is that we are finding theology primarily and not reading a newspaper review of what happened on the days of creation. Now, hold on a minute there now. Some of you might internally think, wait a minute, what is wrong with you? Well, i got a long list of things that are wrong with me. But the focus here is to see what God has to say for us even now, not just to see what happened a long time ago. And so in Genesis chapter 1, we find these words, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Now, this is not a plurality of gods, but this is one God existing in three persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is a community of people who are so intertwined together that though they are three persons, they are one being. And that becomes for us a picture of how it is that God desires all of us to be. We are all different beings, and yet over and over again, Jesus calls us to be united, right? And so it is from this place of community of such unity that creation comes, and God says, as we read through Genesis chapter 2, it is not good, Tove. it is not beautiful, it is not perfect for man to be alone. Now, pause button for a second. This is not saying that if you are a single person, you're not married, that there is something wrong with you. That is not the point of this passage. <laughs> The point of this passage is to say that as God in his plurality makes mankind, it is not good for mankind to only be one person. So God says, I will make a helper suitable for this singular person so he's not alone. So the Lord God formed out of the ground all the animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the air, and all the animals. So we have this picture of God saying to uh, uh, humans, to the first human before the second human is on the scene, it is not good for you to be by yourself. Relationally, people in this room, watching online, all of these folks on the timeline of Scripture that we've covered over the summer, it is not good for us to be alone so in all of this god realizes as he's not realizing but he sees that as this man this human is naming all of the different creatures in this space of order that it's not suitable there was no suitable helper found for this first human so the lord god caused the man to fall into a deep sleep and while he was sleeping he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And in this context, we read later, they felt no shame. All right, let's zoom out for a moment. The very beginning of Genesis, the beginning of the origin story, we read that the earth is chaotic. There's no order to it. There's no shape. There is no form. And in the midst of that chaos, God does not say, deuces, I'm out. Instead, he says, I'm going to come into that chaos and I will create a space where there is order, where humanity will have strong relationships with each other and with the world and also with God. Now, we as followers of Jesus who believe that Jesus was the highest expression of who God is, look to the words and life and actions of Jesus and this story of Genesis and all of these stories in Scripture to help us see how we as followers of Jesus can do what Jesus did. Jesus is God the Son. Again, the very beginning of creation we have God the Father. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so we see that it is the first work of God to enter chaos and to bring order. And in that order, in that space where humanity can live and thrive and relax its shoulders in community with each other, we find a compelling, beautiful place that we all long to desire, that we all desire, that we all long to be a part of. When we find a friend, we hope that there is in that relationship a safe space where we can talk openly and honestly, where we are seen where we don't have to feel shame. When we get married, we feel the same kind of thing. When we decide to stay single and we reach out and have other relationships with people to be our close friends, we hope for these things. Students, when you go to school, you don't want to be picked on and have a chaotic world enter your sphere of life so that you feel like you don't have a place of peace. And so all of us long for this place where God exists. Where there's a sense of I can exit the chaotic waters of life and be in a space that helps me see again that God is Tove, and that there's a space where I can be loved and known. And so here are the two things that I want to surface for us this morning that I think are helpful for us today that we find relevant uh, in the passage that we looked at this morning. Number one, in order for us to be a Tove church, a church that is beautiful, we have to be like Christ. I'm going to get really specific here for you, and some of you might be upset with me, and if you are, that's okay. I can handle that. Good people can be wrong. That was a joke too. Here's what this does not mean. It does not mean that as we enter the chaotic conversations of how to respond to Afghanistan, whose fault it is that soldiers have been killed, whose fault it is Uh, that there are people who have tried to cling to the exterior of a plane long enough to get to safety but have not been able to do so and have died. It is not good for us to enter the spaces where there are heated conversations about whether you wear a mask or whether you don't and to, in those spaces, set aside what it is that God and Christ and the Holy Spirit did on the day of creation when they brought order and peace and put people together and to instead pull out our devices, and post on Facebook things that only add to the chaos. It is not good for us when we are at school and there are kids who are picking on someone else and there is chaos in that student's life as they're being picked on. It is not good for us if we are going to be like Christ, if we are going to be good and beautiful and what people look at and say, that is what I want. It is not good for us to look at that student and say, there's chaos there, deuces, I'm out. It is not good for us to see the picture of who God is as the Father, Son, and the Spirit putting creation together and to say, that's not what I am called to be and to do. So one of the most gutsy things we have to do as followers of Jesus who are claiming that it is the God of heaven who we follow is that we must enter chaos as Christ did. We must live like Christ. This week as you go, may you go reorienting your life around Jesus. We love you. We hope you have a great week.